0: Good morning, world. Welcome back to Zendependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoy this episode. And before I start the episode, I want to leave my disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on this show are clearly the result of free speech because I'm an American and I can say what I want. But, like with anybody else, I can also deal with the consequences because people can react in the way they want. But, I'm gonna preface what I'm about to say real quick, with the fact that I'm back. Obviously, for my few like returning listeners, you probably noticed I've been gone for a while. Because for a long time, you know, I've been consistent with two episodes a week—one on combat sports, one on just complaining about life. Because it's the—it's—it's it's like my number one skill. I can't put it on my resume for job applications, but it's my number one skill. But I was gone for a couple of weeks, haven't done any uploads. I just got over my jet lag because I'm back in Europe from America. I'm going to talk about the trip. But before I talk about the trip, I just want to say everything I'm about to say is coming from a very patriotic, proud American. I'm a very proud American. I love the rights and benefits that I get being an American. It's made my experience in Europe actually better than it would be if I you know, gave up my citizenship, became a a European citizen, you know, for Spain or Italy or Germany or Estonia or, you know, Greece, wherever, wherever, fill in the blanks, pick the country. My experience living here in Europe has been, you know, significantly better because I'm an American and I'm keeping, you know, I'm still paying, actually now with my new job, I'm paying German taxes, but I'll get into that a little bit later. But, you know, I, I still have all of the freedoms that I have as an American, but I get to live away from America. And, you know, like I said, everything I'm about to say, keep in mind, I'm a very proud American and I love America. But after spending two weeks in America for the first time in two years, America's a dump. I'm like, I'm not going to pull my punches at all. America's a complete, utter dump and pile of horse poo, straight up. Not the entire country and not the people. Keep in mind I I was in three I was in three different states. So the first leg of the trip, I was in Colorado. I was, most of the time stayed in Denver, did make my, my way up to the Rocky Mountain National Park. Wasn't able to go in because for some stupid reason they just started this new timed entry BS. And I guess it's on me for not doing my research on that. I I should have seen it coming, you know, there was fires. You know, COVID, whatever reason, people are really excited to get back into the National Park. And I don't blame them. It is my favorite place on the entire planet. The Rocky Mountains, of all the places I've been to, all around Europe, even the Swiss Alps, I I think the Rocky Mountains um, might be tied with, you know, places in Italy and the place I went to in the Swiss Alps. But it's my favorite place on Earth. It's the most beautiful place on Earth. It's like a safe haven, place you can just be one with nature. But... Unfortunately, me and my girlfriend were not able to go into the park, but we still made the most of it. We walked around Estes Park, whatever. But the few days we were in Denver, I mean, I know a bunch of people who are like, "Oh, you're not really from Colorado if you're from Colorado Springs or, or Pueblo or whatever." Denver, was, Denver is a, is the worst part of Colorado. Every second I was there, I wanted to blow my brains out. It was disgusting. The whole, oh my gosh, the roads, the roads are so pathetic in the United States and they're so bad in Colorado. Going from the very well maintained and regulated and constructed roads in Europe to Pothole Springs and Denver, it was disgusting. It was it was horrible. I you know, I tried to help remind myself and my girlfriend, like, hey, let's try not to be uppity. You know, we're living a really great, exciting, you can say privileged, I say blessed life in Europe. Let's try not to complain about everything, and we didn't complain. We just kind of made little remarks here and there. For me, it was every two seconds. We I originally was going to rent a Prius because we I own a Prius. Make fun of me all you want. It's a smart car, though. If like you can brag about your stupid Mini Cooper, but that thing's not gonna last as long as my Prius has. I've I drive the Prius. Me and my girlfriend actually drives it. We drive it more than the average person drives a car to commute to work every year. And I've had absolutely zero problems with that car. We've done the, the normal maintenance you're supposed to do on it. It's an amazing car. So I figured, you know, it's a 2010. I figured if we're going to be driving around, seeing family and friends, going to Rocky Mountain National Park, meeting up with people in Aurora, going to Denver, why not get a Prius? It's dependable. It's great on gas. And I want to see, you know, how much they've changed. The newer Priuses don't look as bad um, as, you know, the one I have, 2010, and it has got leather interior, better on in gas, you know, all the technology. I was excited. And when we landed, me and my girlfriend got to the budget. So I had actually reserved and paid for the car all up front with budget. Budget rent a car. Denver International Airport. I paid probably a month and a half, two months in advance. We wanted to get out of the way. We wanted to have that peace of mind that we, you know, should know we we're going to have the car and we'll have, we don't have to ask someone to drive super far and use gas and go through traffic on a hot day to pick us up and, you know, lug us around places. We had stuff to do. We had family to see, friends to see, and we also had some, you know, some actual, like, business to attend to. Uh, I'm not going to get into detail on that, but we had a lot of stuff to do. So we got the rental car. We show up to budget, and I tell them I'm here to pick up a car, last name, Blah 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 spell it out for him. I actually have it tattooed on my arm. So I'd, I I I didn't show my arm, but i've done that in the past It's kind of cringe now that I think back on it, but whatever They look it up and they're like, okay, we need a credit card and So I hand handed my debit card And then they're like, well, we need a credit card and I said, oh, I don't have a credit card They said well, we need one so we can, you know put holding charges on there for incidentals and stuff like that and I was like, well I mean, can we use my debit card again? I already paid. I paid hundreds, almost a $1,000 to keep the car for like a week. And basically they told me, and this is what the lady said word for word. I don't remember her name. Otherwise, I would drop it on this podcast. The lady said, it's not actually in the policy written on the website, but we expect the customers to know. And I just thought to myself, well, that's nice. That's nice. Um, America, That's that's all I'm going to say. And I was super upset, I was super mad, you know, we're stranded, it's hot, we're jet-lagged, we just want to get to our hotel, we want to see my girlfriend's family, and we want to just, you know, relax, this is a vacation. Yeah, we have stuff to do, but these these pieces of ass would let me get my car, and I already paid for it. And I said, well, I already, I kept telling her, I, I already paid, Um, you guys said I could pay with the debit card. You know, it says in the email, this specific location, I went back, I talked to another person, I said, this specific location, it says, accept debit card. They wouldn't budge, they're being a-holes. I said, well, I paid, and they said, call customer service, get your money back. Like, I'm not being dramatic, I I, I tell stories, my family and friends always complain about how when I start talking, I don't stop, because I I, I include every single detail, and someone could say, it's a useless detail I include, but it's useful, that's why I'm including it. And I'm not being dramatic, that's what she said, word for word, super rude, horrible. I thought back to my days in customer service and how I would have gotten hung by my ball sack if I talked to people like that. But anyway, went outside, found the customer service number. Luckily I was able to put in my U.S. SIM card, otherwise I wouldn't have been able to call, we would have been stuck. I wouldn't be able to contact anybody in the U.S. So I called them. The the one good thing I could say came from budget was that they gave the refund really quick. We got it, I think, early the next morning. Woke up, money was back in our account. So we ended up riding that rental car bus back to the airport. Got on the Enterprise one. Because the lady did mention, oh, go to Enterprise. They don't really care about anything. <laughs> so I was like, okay. I mean, I've rented with, um, with Hertz before and had a great experience. I, I rented with them in California when I... Took my girlfriend to the beach for the first time and stuff a couple years ago, but Hertz did not have the They kind of had bummy cars cars that weren't good on gas mileage and they were too expensive So I decided to try with budget, but now we went to enterprise and right away Before we got off the bus an enterprise representative came in greeted us greeted everybody on the bus We walked inside got greeted by another two guys And then I walked up and I told him. Oh, yeah so while we're on the bus I I Went on to enterprise and then I reserved a Toyota Corolla because there were no Priuses But you know Toyotas are great especially the Corolla You can't go wrong with the with the Toyota Camry the Toyota Corolla and then the Honda Civic and Honda Accord That's why I always tell you know like there are a couple people who have asked me What's a good first car and those are the four I always go to Of course you got to make sure it's taken care of because like any car if it's not taken care of It you know it could give you problems that's that's just how complex machinery works But I walked in, he looked at my name and was like, okay, uh, can I get a credit card or debit card? We're going to charge, you know, we're going to put a holding charge on it Um, because I didn't pay online like I did with budget. So they charged me the like the the hundreds of dollars for the actual car and then another charge, a pending charge that was going to get, you know, refunded back to me right away once they make sure everything in the car is good. We went out to to the lot to look for a car and he was like, Any car in this lot I was looking, didn't see any Corollas. All I saw was whack Nissans. And I don't like Nissans. I, I think they're they make poor quality cars. They in the past, in the nineties and early two thousands, they had some sick skylines and you know, I really like the Nissan Silvia and all that stuff, but I think the Maximas and Ultimas are all garbage. Their transmissions are known to fail before 100,000 miles, they're trash. But I saw a Mustang. And if you know me, I'm not really impressed by American muscle cars because here in Europe, you know, I work around the military base. Everybody and their mom has a Charger, Challenger, Camaro, and Mustang. But I've also never driven a Mustang. And I've driven, you know, really dependable but slow, boring Toyotas and Hondas my entire life. So I was like, oh crap, the Mustang is not extra money. I'll take the Mustang. And that was great. It was really fun. The guy was great. I sent an email specifically to their customer service commending him and everybody's customer service. And then I went and I left my unfabricated, truthful review on budget, rental cars, Google review page on the, the international airport. So I never leave reviews in places because I'm you know, I understand that there are days, you know, you could be training someone new, you could be understaffed, could be having a bad day, but there's no reason. There's no reason to be that, that, that I was lied to that I should not have been lied to. It said in the fine print and they still would not honor their commitment and their promise and the contract that we signed and that I paid money for. So I left a review. So fuck budget rental car, the Denver international airport. Don't go there. I was looking through the reviews. I saw a bunch of people who had the same exact problem as me. Like, and recently too. Like the same, some of them were the same week that I was there. But, so Enterprise definitely going to get my business in the future. Budget can suck my dick. Fuck them. So, we spent days in Colorado. And like I said, as far as I'm concerned, Denver's a dump. The holes are, the, the, the potholes in the road. You know, the, the, the scary people you know, the the tire's squealing, the car's falling apart, but they have chrome rims because, you know, that's just how they do it in the hood or whatever. I'm not shaming anybody from any class, but just, you know, as, as soon as I got into the, into Denver, you know, my head was on a swivel. You know, we were going to restaurants. Almost every restaurant we went to was garbage. Oh, I'll say half of them were garbage. I enjoyed it in and out. I went to Texas Roadhouse. That was really good. Went to Chili's. That was great. I I actually do firmly believe, from my experience, Americans make steak ten times better than Europeans do, and and that's fine. It's not a big deal, and it's not any reason to throw a fit on. But yeah, just the you know, just the the homeless people, you know, the drug addicts everywhere, the crazy people that are starting fights with each other. Just it just was not a fun. Denver is a dump. Colorado is should not be known for a disgusting congested overpopulated expensive city like denver the best parts of colorado are the parts with the least amount of people estes park has people living there but it's it's mostly just shop owners and they're probably not living there in the off season or whatever they're there to own a, you know to run a rental ski shop or a snowmobile shop or you know the chocolate factory restaurant uh stores and you know cafes and stuff in estes park the best parts of colorado like I said, Rocky Mountain National Park, where you're in the mountains, you see the beautiful green, you see the trees, you see the moose walking around, the deer walking around with their big velvety antlers, and you you know, there's wolves that are being reintroduced into Colorado, there's the first pair of wolf pups seen since the 40s in Colorado. The best parts of Colorado are where there's the least amount of people, and that was a reoccurring theme for the rest of the trip, the rest of the two weeks in the United States, because we originally were there for a wedding for my uncle's wedding. And the wedding, you know, they lived in they live around the Chicago area, but they had the wedding in Iowa because Illinois and Iowa are boarded and it's really short drive to get there. All of my Iowa family, you know, mostly are living they're living in a small town in Iowa, farmland, but as I've always remembered, the Midwest, the people are just nice. I mean, we went to a store and there were a bunch there are a couple weirdos in our hotel that were like Talking about fighting other employees. And that was kind of odd. But you know. For the most part. You know. I There's a reason why they call it. You know. Midwest courtesy. We weren't in the south. But there's southern hospitality. And then. There's no. Courtesy. Hospitality. In. California. I'm from California. And everyone who's never left California. Which is most of the people who've lived there. Be like. Oh. So. Oh. Alabama. You mean incest. And cousin fucking. And all this shit. But. Those are all Idiots who have never actually been there and they have this like this completely false notion on what out of the out of California is like but really in reality California is by far the worst state in the entire United States I haven't I have there are a few places on the east coast I haven't really been to the east coast I have no want it's it's like the west coast but the east coast it's like more corruption more city why would I want to go to New York City I just spent time in Chicago and it was a dump I spent time in in denver and it was a dump why would i want to go to literally the worst city the most congested disgusting filthy city in the whole united states i have no want to go to new york maybe i'll visit go for a day but i'll hate it because i hated chicago but anyway getting back on track we went to iowa and that was the best part of the trip it was so fun i didn't want to leave we got to see my huge you know that huge side of the family the wedding was beautiful was at a vineyard in Iowa it was a bit hot but I don't care it was amazing you know we had some really good wine um I got to catch up with all my family that I haven't seen in two years or even more and everybody there you know on Facebook it's it's kind of a it's the thing about Facebook like you have all this you have a bunch of family members who argue never really talk in real life or they don't talk often in real life they're getting mad at each other over their political views and most of my family members in Iowa are Christians, some of them are atheists or whatever, or I don't really care, but we all got along. Everyone was so friendly, so happy to see us, they were super sad to see us go, I was sad to go, and it was great. I I, I just feel like the people that live in, for some reason people who live in the city think... If you don't live in the city, you're living in the middle of nowhere with cabins. You gotta wake up and get water out the well, but that's not how it is. That's not how it is, and I f- I think that people, you gotta find the balance between living. It's because gr- it's part of human nature to socialize. You can't you can't be living by yourself, only talking to one person for the rest of your life. That'll make you insane. And I know that because I have a friend. He told me his his family. He has a a, a grandma and grandpa I think, who live together in this house, in the middle of the forest in California, there's nobody around, they never talk to anybody, and every time he goes there, he says they're like, they're like another year closer to shooting each other, just waking up, getting into an argument, and just shooting each other, he said that they joked around about, like, oh, I'm gonna shoot my wife, or I'm gonna stab my husband, and they were insane, because they never got, they don't socialize, they don't get to, you know, traverse amongst society or whatever, But also living in the city is so disgusting and unnatural and you, the worst parts of America are the cities. And I know that from experience because I've lived all around the United States with the exception of the East Coast. And it's all the same. The city always has the most people, most crime, higher cost of living, higher cost of rent, higher higher cost of everything. Gas is more expensive. It's just not the way to go. It's not the natural way to live. And I feel like people who live like in this smaller farm town in Iowa are just people who live, you know, not in the in the suburbs, but when you live out in the country, kinda, you have your own land, you have privacy, you have green hills and farmland and acres of just natural beauty to look at, but you're not too far from civilization where you can drive you only have to drive 15, 20 minutes to go to a restaurant or go grocery shopping or whatever. They have found the cheat code they're out here living their best life while people are still pretending you have to live in the city and yeah so Denver was a dump like I said you know the small town in Iowa was amazing I loved it It was stress-free actually felt like a vacation then after that we went to go see the other side of the family in Chicago and those are all I had a, a couple cousins who lived in Chicago they live in Chicago um and then family who drove down from California And that, it was like night and day. I, just, the people we talked to, the people we were around in Chicago, just all seemed stressed out 24-7. While I was there, I was anxious 24-7. Everybody's angry. Everybody's yelling at each other, flipping each other off, getting into fights, shooting each other, stabbing each other, crashing their bikes into one another, honking their horns when someone doesn't go at a green light when it's been green for 0.1 seconds. It's just, disgusting and the worst part of humans in are in the city obviously we stayed we did not stay in the south side of chicago so we didn't see people get shot but when me and my girlfriend and a couple of our friends who came down from kentucky to see us when we were dropping off our stuff from the airbnb we were staying so we could walk around we stayed in chinatown so this is the safer part you know i felt You know, I still was anxious, head on the swivel, watching, you know, every corner of the street, whatever. You know, it wasn't as bad, but it was still pretty, you know, crazy. I did get some cool stuff while I was in Chinatown. It was nice. It was fun. But when we were putting our stuff back in the car from the parking place, above us was the train station. And there was a, a, like a, a dude who was cracked out. And he was like shaking shaking his head, um, like viciously shaking his hands, viciously screaming out, cussing like he was getting attacked. And then luckily there were a bunch of people and bystanders that were, you know, telling him to calm down and they were holding him back because I think he was like getting close to falling on the train tracks, which would have been really scary. And I just thought like, you know, when I, when, when I lived in the United States and I still do defend the United States, I still love most people in the United States. I don't like the city. I've said it you know, I said it earlier, but when I lived there, it was just one of those things, no matter what state you're in, you know, like, oh, don't go down 16th street past nine in, in San Diego. Don't go to Tent city. Can't walk down here by yourself alone. You can't have a woman walk by themselves here. It was just accepted. And now that I've been living in Europe for two years and I went back, it's, that shouldn't be accepted, but it is the norm. It's the norm to have these horrible places and I'm not saying everywhere in Europe is great because there are places you know you don't want to go that are a little rougher than others, but it's they're fewer and far in between, and you know with Denver and Chicago and when I lived in California and we went through l a and you know San Diego, there are some nice parts where but it it's just so unnaturally congested it's just not a natural way to live and while I was there, I was thinking about i was like there's because me and my girlfriend. We've never been party people. I've never really been to a party. I've never been to the club. And I don't have any want to. And a lot of people are like, oh, man, it's so fun and blah, blah, blah. And my, you know, there are people in Chicago that kept trying to convince us to take us out drinking and bars and go do all this uh, clubbing and stuff. And, you know, didn't end up doing it because it's not appealing to me. I, I... You know, I prefer to be out in nature, you know, we we did bus tours around Chicago, that was okay, you know, going to eat food, you know, going to some of the cool stores, you know, landmarks and stuff like that, but getting herpes in a nightclub and having some random disgusting pervert who's probably going to get mugged on the way home twerk on you while they're playing Cardi B and everyone's dropping 60 bucks on four drinks, that doesn't sound fun to me. And then going to a party and watching people overdose like what happened in my high school in California, that's not fun to me. It doesn't sound appealing. I'm, I'm not trying to shame people who like that stuff, but I just, you know, I'm an adult. I have a job. I have homework. I'm going to school. I, I'm trying to save money. I'm not trying to spend it. I'm trying to keep the money flowing, not keep the money going out. I just, I don't know how anyone can truly enjoy living in the city. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of people who are like, I love the city. Oh, the busy life is for me. And I just think to myself, you, you're mentally insane. Something's wrong with you. You, something is actually wrong with you. If you're able to convince yourself that this type of living is okay. Constantly being stressed out and anxious, being in traffic, worried about, the the pollution in the, in Chicago was the sole reason for me breaking out. It wasn't the food. I thought it would be the food, but I'd been eating the same. You know, I, we'd been eating out basically almost every single time, every everywhere in Colorado, almost every uh, a few times in Iowa. I wasn't breaking out the second we got to that disgusting polluted city that we were actually staying in. Because in Denver, we were kind of on the outskirts of Denver, but we did drive through it a few times for business. We stayed. We were staying in the heart of Chicago. And we spent basically two and a half days doing bus tours, walking around or whatever, going to the Magnificent Mile on the Navy Pier. And I broke out like a mofo. And it sucked. And you just can't convince me that that's a fun life to live. I I don't, you just, you know, like, like I said, I don't see the appeal in the partying and the having to Uber everywhere. And there's no point in having a car. And if you have one, except that it's going to get scratched and crashed into and rear ended and. Windows are going to be shattered because someone thinks that you have a, you know, a purse with money in it. It, it's, and then you got crackheads trying to jump in front of the train. It's just, I'm not saying only America has this stuff. I'm not stupid. I've been, I've been around Europe too. Not too many places, but I've seen, you know, some messed up stuff. But it just, you know, America's a dump. I, and, but, you know, I'm not going to complain too hard. I'm not going to go too hard in the paint because you know, that trip to America just helped me appreciate and love and miss Europe and wa- want to make me want to stay in Europe even longer, even more. So, but yeah, that all being said, you know, I'm a proud American. I, to this day, defend America and their decisions. And, you know, anytime there's someone here in Europe that's like, oh, Americans are like this, I me- I immediately, you know, shut them up because I'm like, you cannot label all of America. It's so damn big. The equivalent of America is the whole European Union, and I think even America still has a higher population than the entire European Union. I'd have to fact check myself on that. Maybe someone will do it for me, but you can't just label America in one way, because people in the Northwest are different from people in the South, people in Texas, people in the Midwest, the East Coast. Everyone has their own culture, and that's why I'm appreciative of being a Navy brat, because I got to experience, and I lived in Washington State, California, Illinois, Colorado, I got to experience everything. So, you know, I love the rights and the freedoms I have as, a, as an American. I will never give up my American citizenship. It's... it's, I still think that I'm getting the most freedoms as an American. But the real cheat code, the real cheese, the real strat is to keep your American citizen, citizenship and not live in America if you can. Because I'm still paying Colorado taxes. Um, You know, I'm still contributing don't know where my taxes are going to because the roads are complete utter horseshit but at least here in europe you know i gotta pay german taxes now which is a little higher but you know i see it in the roads when there are is a hole in the road the the construction is quick and it's good you know it's well done you you see where your tax dollars go to so i'm i'm you know i'm not upset about it you know i wish i could pay zero dollars in taxes but you know it sucks. I've talked about it before. I think, you know, taxes suck. I, I, in, for the most part, especially with the United States, I don't think they're necessary. If they're not used correctly, you know, it makes me hate them even more. But that all being said, you know, it, it was, you know, there were, there were a lot of crazy stories, a lot of crazy things that happened when I was there. Actually, when we were talking about COVID, because I haven't seen a lot of my, those, that family and friends that are from uh, California and stuff, I have not seen them since long before COVID, before I even came to Europe. And, you know, there are these, these insane stories. Um, you know, someone, I was, someone that was staying with us in the Airbnb works in the healthcare industry and was telling stories about this nurse that they have. And she was saying, oh yeah, this nurse, whenever he, he administers the COVID test and when he has a, a patient that he doesn't like, he sticks the, you know, the poker, the test stick, up farther, longer, and slower. And does it more than he usually would. And then when they're like in pain, he starts over. And I just was thinking, you know, this this is the scum that makes up the city of America. What a piece of garbage. This story, like, I was, I actually was disgusted at the story. And everyone was laughing about it. California people are savages and they have very low value, you know, attached to human life for some reason. California sucks. I I don't know why anyone still lives there. I'm tired of people saying like, trying to make it in, you know, the comedy industry or the music or movie industry, thinking you have to be in California. The only thing that you get is connections. But in today's, you know, remote and, you know, stay at home kind of industry, you don't need to live in LA to have connections in LA. There's this thing called text. There's Facebook Messenger, there's WhatsApp, there's email, there's Skype, there's Zoom. Why do you have to live in LA to succeed? You don't have to live in LA to succeed. You don't have to live in New York to succeed. It's, I don't know why any sane person, like, do, do these people not value, you know, the hard work they're putting in at their jobs? Do they not value the money that they've been working for? Because the the cost of living is so ridiculously expensive and it's continues to skyrocket. the governor of California is a criminal and he needs to rotten jail for the rest of his life they need to bomb his winery they need to take all of his wine and dump it into the into the ocean like the freaking Boston Tea Party. I don't know I don't know why people still live in California and it's just it, like I've said and I know because I'm from there I was born there when you're there. The thought of leaving is like, oh, the rest of the world sucks. It's you're you're stuck in this like trance, this cult like trance. But once you get out, you never go back. That's why there a lot of people in Colorado are are upset because a lot of you know like brain dead idiots are leaving, finally leaving California. They're finally you know eventually when you live in the city, you either be you either die, like one of those like a husk of a man or woman. Like you remember the the Valley of Ashes or whatever in great Gatsby you they all you you look into uh the dude's eyes and then he just has no life in him that's what you either die like that in the city or eventually you get sick and tired like literally and physically and mentally and spiritually you get sick and you leave you're like this isn't okay this isn't natural I'm not you know living life to the fullest here in California or here in this big city so they move a lot of people have been going to Colorado and Coloradans are complaining like stop moving in. You're bringing the BS that ruined your state and trying to ruin our state. And it's funny because my family, when we moved there, we were coming from California, but you know, we, we we're active in the community. We did sports. You know, we weren't we weren't we were, we were the good Californians that got out and you know, of course, didn't want another smaller version of California where we we're living in Colorado, but. Yeah, overall though, I mean, I got exercise, I got tanned, I got to see family, that was the best part. I love Americans for the most part. I just don't, it's just when we group together and congest and live unnaturally close, anxious, aggressive, angry, you know, dangerous lives like that. It's just, it's not cool and it just, it highlights the worst, lowest forms of living in america but i love and miss all my family you know i wish i got to see more of my friends but you know they can come to me because as far as i'm concerned i don't need to go back unless it's to see family the family should come here the friends should come here there's nothing for me to see in the states anymore i've seen it all i don't need to go to florida i don't i don't need to go to new york i don't need to go to washington dc i definitely don't need to go to washington dc don't even get me started on that that dump, but yeah, so I'm back though, I hope you guys are happy because I'm happy to be back, I'm going back to work tomorrow, and you know, I still think I'm a little bit I'm still kind of adjusting because i st- I woke up at three a m this morning, the first night we got back, I slept all the way through the night for the first time since I was like ten. It was amazing, and I woke up you know normal time in the morning next day, like seven o'clock when my girlfriend got up for work, and then today, you know, I woke up at three a m couldn't sleep. And then around 6.30, I was like, you know what? I feel like wide awake. I feel energetic. I'll go on a run. I'm really out of shape. It's the first time I ran in a long time. I'm in the worst shape I have been my entire life. But, you know, that just goes to show for me, the way I'm, I see it is room for improvement. Each and every time I run, I'll be quicker, smoother. I'll feel better. I'll be able to run farther. And, it, you know, since I'm in the worst shape of my life, the only direction is... I want to say the only direction is up, but in terms of, like, the rolls I have in my stomach, the only direction is is in, skinnier or whatever, more toned, like how I used to be. But, yeah, so I'm I'm getting getting closer to being adjusted to the time zone again. But, yeah, I'm going back to work tomorrow, so wish me luck on that. And, you know, when I think back on what, you know, because I love comparing the countries or, you know, I guess continents. I hate to label Europe as a whole because they're like, like I said, with the United States, you know, there's different countries. For the United States, there's different states, and they have different cultures and stuff. But the main, the only really thing, real thing that the United States had has an advantage with over Europe is that we didn't have to wear our masks everywhere we went. That was nice because we're all vaccinated, and you know, I was like, what the. F- what what are we waiting on? The reason we still gotta wear masks here in Europe is because they've been really slow to vaccinate people, so I, I you know, it's not a big deal. I'm ever nobody likes wearing the masks. Unless they're like weirdos that never like to go outside anyways. But yeah, it's not a big deal. It's a small price to pay. I'll wear my mask. But yeah, that was really that's really the only advantage that the United States has from as far as I'm concerned. But so with, you know, my experience, my story with going back to the dump that is the United States of America, I there, you know, I was, I was, I wasn't really paying attention to world news, you know, every once in a while when I had like absolutely nothing to do and I was sitting in the hotel room, like before I went to bed, I checked out some stuff and you know, so there are a couple things I did want to talk about. First thing being, so there was there's an FBI made messaging app. I forget the name of it, but basically there the FBI created this messaging app where there was in it like this huge global organized crime ring. They were using it to communicate and to plan, you know, like the illegal and illicit trading of drugs and guns and stuff. And of course, because it was created by the FBI, it was regulated and monitored by the FBI, the FBI was able to actually you know, put together the sting operation that busted and seized like tons and tons of like cocaine, heroin, guns, I think even, even humans that were being trafficked. So that was pretty, it was kind of, you know, it was a good uplifting story that we saw, or at least that I saw in my opinion. And it was kind of funny. Like it was funny to think like literally these dudes were talking about, you know, moving moving tons of coke from one country to another, one state to another. And the FBI was just like, I just imagine they were eating Fritos and drinking Fanta and watching on the monitor like these, these idiots are, you know, in this day and age, I imagine it's hard to commit crime that involves, you know, developed countries that have surveillance and technology and, you know, data that, that can be retrieved and mined no matter who you are, even if you're pressing no on the, you know, the permissions for the apps that you download. Like, who's to say that the company or whoever controls the app and the data, you know, yeah, you put don't access my microphone, but they can do it whenever they want. Once you install the app, you, you you're basically leaving yourself open for that stuff. So it's just funny to me that these dumb criminals, you know, we're using an, an, a, an app that probably stores everything in the cloud. You know, to commit their crimes and to plan the illicit activities they were contributing to. But, so, another bit of news that I saw that was interesting to me that caught my eye. So, for some reason, there's a movie being created called They Are Us. And it's it's just like a reenactment, a dramatization of the Christchurch attacks. in I believe that was in New Zealand or Australia and so a lot there's been a lot of controversy with this movie especially with the the casting so i think her name is Rose rosamund ah man let me let me look at the article real quick because there's a there's a famous actress who is not from new zealand she's not australian rose burn so she's a great actress she she is i i do enjoy her in movies but people were really upset that they weren't using like actual survivors in the movie, which in the, in that one movie about the, the terrorist attackers on, on that train to Paris or whatever that Clint Eastwood did, they used actual, you know, people complained about the acting because the actual survivors of the, of the events played the characters in the movie. So, so they were, it was really accurate because they were, you know they were, they wrote the script. They told Clint Eastwood or whoever the screenwriter was like, this is what happened. I was there. And honestly, I support this movement against this film because I don't think we don't need one. It wasn't that long ago. Um, You know, it was such a painful and scary and horrible thing that happened. And I'm in, I'm in full support of capitalism. If you don't support something, you hit them where it hurts, which is their wallet. You don't support them with your money. You don't spend your money. That's your way of speaking out. And showing that you don't support, and basically it's your, the smartest, most useful tactic and form of protest you can show against something. Especially a movie like this. And, you know, amidst the controversy, you know, there was a producer that resigned. Couldn't handle, you know, the hate, the criticism and stuff. And and like I said, I support, I I, I just don't, we don't need a Christchurch movie. I, I don't think there needs to be a Christchurch movie. And if there is one, which there is one being made, it needs to be done, you know, with full respect to the victims and their families. And right now, you know, they're casting American actors to play these. a New Zealand actress or uh, a New Zealand person. And, you know, the, the Prime Minister of New Zealand spoke out against it. And it's just. It's not necessary. And if you're going to do that movie, do it their way. Do it respectfully. And yeah, so don't watch the movie. Watch it if you want to. I'm probably not going to watch it because I know how it went down. I've seen, I've sadly, I've seen the videos, the body cam footage, and it's horrific. It really is like, you know, I, I make jokes. I have, I have a dark sense of humor. I have a sense of humor, like, you know, that spans across different categories. And, you know, I find myself laughing at dark things. But in all seriousness, this... It was, it's it's still fresh. The wound is still fresh. You can tell with the reaction from people in New Zealand. We just... I, I just don't think we need this movie. Moving on. So, I'm not actually surprised. I did some research. Like I said earlier, I was talking about this. The whole time I was in the city, I was in Chicago. I kept thinking, you... Have to be, like, really mentally unwell to prefer living in the city. There's no way that you are okay in the head if you prefer to live in the city, congested, without your own yard, fake turf everywhere, murders happening every night. My brother, my fortunate brother, had this app on his phone. I forget the name of the app, but he had it installed while we've been here in Europe, and there are never alerts on it. So basically it shows crime alerts exactly like how far away from you it is what happened you know if the person's been caught suspect in pursuit whatever while we we're in chicago all freaking night that thing went off during the day it went off some of them were car crashes but there was you know stabbings you know 7 getting robbed because for some reason there's like four 7-11's per block in chicago i the whole time i was there i kept thinking there's no way you can be mentally well if you prefer to live in that that kind of lifestyle there's no there's no way you can convince me you can go to a bar in a small town you can go to a party in a small town you don't have to be in the city getting pollution in your lungs freaking sneezing out black boogers because how filthy and disgusting and low quality the air is i found this article showing there have been studies that show there is a link between preferring city living over living in nature and being linked to being a psychopath, you know, and I rest my case. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, and I totally one hundred percent agree I didn't even read the article that deeply in you know I, I i read it I read it enough to you know confirm that it was a not a fud article and it was legit but yeah, if you prefer living in the city, you're more likely to be a psychopath. And, you know, more power too if you're a psychopath. Some some psychopaths are really interesting. Some of them make for good actors and comedians and writers and stuff and artists. But just me personally and every rational person I know doesn't like the city. They don't live in the city. If they have in the past, it was probably the worst, you know, chapter of their life. So, yeah, the city sucks. America, for the most part, is a dump. And I say that as a proud American You know, I'll defend America till the day I die. But, you know, living in America right now is not the move. Being an American is, but living in America is not. But So that's going to wrap up this episode. I'm glad to be back. I hope you guys are glad that I'm back. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you stay tuned. I'm going to be doing another MMA minded or whatever it's called. I'm getting kind of tired. The Combat Sports Podcast, I'm going to do an episode this weekend. So stay tuned if you're into that kind of stuff or if you want to get into it. You know, the best place to start is my podcast because I'm the best podcast out there. But as always, stay safe. Stay away from those crazy people out there. Thank you.